My camera is not working. Hold on. Here we go. It's coming. There I am. Love technology, right, Ella? Okay. Here we go. Guys, you know, every now and then you get these technical glitches on a live stream. I want to welcome welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. Today, our special guest is Alejandro Hidalgo writer director whose new movie the exorcism of god is coming out to theaters and uh video on demand on march 11th so the day is almost here uh we're going to talk about the movie uh in detail in a bit but i gotta ask you this first alejandro not many movies in fact i've been doing this for a while now and i've never asked a question about a title of a film Okay, now your <laughs> the title of your film, The Exorcism of God. Before I watched it, it really had me pondering. Like, is that an oxymoron? I mean, what is the exorcism of God? Now, when I watched the film, it all became clear. Okay, I I knew what you were getting at. But for you, when you were you wrote the film, you directed it. When it came time to come up with the title, did you have I mean, did you go through various titles before you settled on the exorcism of God? Yeah, yeah, we, we had one before. It was called In the Mouth of the Devil because basically the, 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 the biggest horror moments were and basically all, all the climax of the movie was in a, in a very dilapidated prison in, in South America, a very dark and creepy place. But also, but, but at the end of the day, the story become deeper. Uh, the story uh, talk about more transcendental issues, like how can we expel God from our poor body by committing sins and falling into darkness and temptation. So basically, that's the main concept. I don't want to go too deep about it because yeah. we will be revealing like the, the main twist. But there is. Uh, like another perspective about uh, exorcisms. Absolutely. And we're not going to give away any spoilers here. Uh, we don't want to ruin it for you guys. Uh, now, you have the distinct honor of directing Venezuela's highest grossing horror film, which is The House at the End of Time, uh, which is slated to receive an American remake. Uh, was this was that your first film ever? Yeah. Yeah, The House was my first feature film in Venezuela. It was crazy because we just released it in 25 theaters and people never stopped watching it and attending the screenings during nine months. So basically it became the highest grossing horror film. I, I was working with New Line Cinema developing a, a remake. Uh, and unfortunately we fall in, into the hell development. Mm -hmm. But now I'm, I'm working by myself to, to produce it because that film is really powerful, emotional, and I, I cannot wait to share it with the, the entire world by, by producing a, a, an elevated project, you know, like with a bigger production value that my first feature film had. So you're, uh, you're, you're doing it. You're doing the American remake. It's all you. Yeah, I'm okay. doing it. That's exciting. Now, uh, 
I have spoken to a lot of Venezuelan filmmakers, uh, very talented people, filmmakers that have come out of Venezuela. Uh, I mean, there's talent all over the world, but when it comes to Venezuela, uh, is it very difficult to make a movie down there, get it seen? Is it relatively easy as compared to the United States? How would you, how would you describe the experience? Well, uh, right now, uh, in the present, it's just impossible. Uh, unless you make it with a budget of 30K, $30,000, something like that. I mean, my country, where I am now, is in a very tough situation with a dictatorship government, with a very uh, intense economical crisis. When I, when I had the chance to make this film, the situation was different. Uh, there was like a, like a film institute that was supporting independent filmmakers. And by, I mean, like you had to compete and the best projects got the financing. So that, yeah. that, was the way, that was the way I got the money to make the house at the end of time, 10 years ago, $300,000. But now that, that institution with the, the huge inflation we had in our economy, the, the money that they give you is not enough even for, for the catering. So, totally understand. Now, is The Exorcism of God your first English-speaking film? It is. It is. Yeah. Was that challenging uh, to do that? Did you find a lot of challenges along the way? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was challenging, but I, I am very passionate to, to, I was passionate to make this film in English to connect with American audiences because they really love the house at the end of time. And I want to get into Hollywood and, 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 and finding a way to, to screen my film around the globe. You know, so so that's that's why I decided to do it in that way. But I did it in a very special way because we made like an American film, but shot in in South America. Oh. I, I was trying to make it in Venezuela, but it wasn't impossible possible because of the situation. So we moved to Mexico. Mexico has amazing, beautiful locations, unique places, uh, very talented people. So basically, we we made like we made some kind of American film made by 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 latino people you know we had also of course uh, american actors and and some of the american crew but the, the 85 percent of the the, the the crew was latino i want to give you big props uh whatever your budget was you used it brilliantly for this film and the special effects the imagery the the beautiful locations in mexico so you're making an exorcism movie. There are a lot of exorcism movies. What did you want to do to make this movie different from all the other exorcism movies that are out there? I wanted to create a, a very powerful and intense human story that is sustained by, by a huge dilemma. We have a, a character that is who is tormented by, by a guilt, by a sin he committed. 18 years ago, and, and after all this time suffering the pain of a secret, um, he he finds out that the demon has come back to, to possess a, a girl called Esperanza, and the only way he has to exercise her is by confessing his sin. But if he does that, he will be excommunicated, he will lose his home, that is a very beautiful town in Mexico, and he will also lose the opportunity to save people and he loves people he loves his children and he has uh, he's working in an orphanage 
at this moment there is a lot of sick children and he's getting humanitarian aid because he's recognized as a saint because of this exorcism he performed a long time ago but that uh, it was really a botched exorcism so so it's a huge dilemma you know like if he confesses, he will save this girl but if he doesn't he 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 will let a lot of people die his children and he will he will be excommunicated so i i, I really love stories that bring uh, human human and conflict human conflicts and dilemmas and also um I feel I feel this film is really powerful because it's, it's full of fun, horror, very intense moments. So I, I wanted to mix like two universes to make a story that is basically built by very specific rules, by principles, and uh, from all of, from from the Exorcist that is basically the masterpiece from the genre that I that I also made a homage for for that movie in, in my mm -hmm. own feature, yeah. but also to. To, to, to make something original, you know, because the story also has a twist about exorcism that is really powerful. And it has like very unique uh, imagery and, and creatures, horror creatures that, that I feel they will shock the, the horror fans. Absolutely. Uh, Father Peter, who is the, the main character, he is, like you mentioned, he committed a sin. And we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But it seems yeah. like since committing that sin, he has dedicated uh, his life while keeping that secret uh, because it made him really elevated within the Catholic Vatican Church. But he is living his life to atone for that sin, and he is very tormented inside. And it, uh, it was portrayed beautifully was that uh did did you have a lot of conversations with the actor on how your vision was and did you have to do a lot of takes uh, or did it really come naturally for him um i of, of course we developed the character as much as we could uh, we were deep uh, going deep into his background his personality his psychological uh, profile we were always discussing the, the feelings. I on set, I am also, I, I avoid to, to to make rehearsals during the pre-production because I, in some way, I feel it, it will bring like mechanical or autom automatic uh, performances, and I don't want uh, to get that. I want like real reactions uh, that are that are that are happening in present time. And yeah, we, we work in his background. We work a lot for a month before starting to shoot. And he was totally possessed by these uh, emotions, by this feeling of guilt. Like Will Bambring was really uh, connected to, to the role when I was shooting. I was looking at him just walking on the set, uh, full of anger and pain, punching walls and screaming in anger. And that and that was really cool, you know, to see to have a, a, a an actor so compromised to the role. And 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 yeah, we made a lot of takes because I, I I'm, I'm always trying to find more, you know, to as much honestly as possible. So I was repeating and, and having like different kind of reactions, and just also to have like the best material on, to cut on during the the editing process, you know, because. Uh, these actors, they are so good that they give you one intention and that is amazing, but maybe they give you another one and you have like on the editing room, on the editing room, like two different options with amazing performance, but with different intentions. And yeah. 
okay, what, what is the one I need to choose? And then based said on the story, you have to make your creative decisions, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, I definitely made a lot of takes. When it came to uh, uh, Father Peter, before you came with uh, and chose Will, who was brilliant in the role, uh, did you have a specific vision of what Peter would look like, his mannerisms? And did it take you a long time to settle on Will? Did you have to audition a lot of people or did it come about really quickly? Well, to, to be honest, I uh, we were excited to have like a like a star on the movie, mm -hmm. but the budget was not real to to achieve that. And Will is is a is a star that is going forward, and, and I think he 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 will become a huge star very oh, soon. Yeah. He had an amazing role in on it chapter two, and basically he wasn't a recommendation from from the producer of it, Barbara Muschietti. I was looking for a. For, a, for an actor with this specific profile, but I'm not really like looking actors with a, with a specific profile. It's something about the feeling and about their eyes. And I feel like when you see Will's face, you can see kindness and you can see a pure soul and a pure heart in, in his eyes, but also he can have like a very dark, uh, a very dark character too. So I, I, I felt he was perfect and we made an audition and he made something brilliant and I, I felt like he was really compromised. So I, I was very happy with, with the result. And he was great. He did an yeah. amazing job, an amazing job. You can't yeah. say enough about him. Let's talk about the beginning of the film, The Sin. We actually see it. It's not just mentioned uh, as the film goes on. It's not seen through flashbacks. You give it to us. You show it to us uh, very well, uh, to say the least. Now, me being a lifelong horror fan and having to see and having seen many exorcism movies and have it you know seen various takes on it you added an extra element to that whole beginning part we're not going to give away any spoilers uh did you struggle with putting those elements into the opening sequence uh that even shocked me and uh having seeing it on the screen i'm like wow this is something different I've yeah. never really seen this before, or <laughs> or did you know right away this is this is what I want to uh, this is exactly what I want to do? No, I, I I wanted from from the very start. That was one of the main ideas we had while while, while developing the screenplay. I think it was very powerful because the way we made the exorcism is different. It's not a battle between the father and the possessed person, but it's something that brings erotism, sexuality. And I feel that makes like even more scary and disturbing the, the scene. And I, and I feel that that's great. I, I was trying to, to also like to seduce men or even women by, by, by having the sexual element. And, and just the, the, the because, yeah, it's difficult to talk about it without revealing. Without giving spoilers, yeah. I get you, I get you, I understand. Now, you mentioned earlier your tribute to The Exorcist. I totally picked up on that. Good job on that one. Uh, you also referenced uh, the Nine Circles of Hell, uh, reference to Dante, and you brought in all these different elements. When it came to the makeup, how you were going to present the demon, and this demon is not like a low-level demon. This is a very powerful demon in hell 
okay? Yeah. And it's the same demon that has followed this priest 18 years later, okay? Yeah. Uh, so when it came to the visual representation of the demon, you went very old school with the face and that, but one thing that was very distinct with me was the eyes. You gave this demon yellow cat-like eyes. Was that, uh, again, uh, where did you draw that inspiration from when it came to the visual of the demon and the eyes in particular? Yeah, I don't know why, but I, al I always uh, imagine he, his eyes on yellow, like a yellow that is, is it has a bright into the shadows you know like i cannot describe like a like a like a reason like a something reasonable mm -hmm. uh, it was something that i felt like it looked really perverse and disturbing and creepy yeah on the one hand i wanted to be classic because i want i was making a homage to to the exorcist and i wanted to change like the features on the demon and, and creating something diabolical but also i wanted to create an evolution on it because if you see esperanza on the first scene She's totally different during the last time when she's basically transformed in a devil. And basically her face has reached like the highest level of possession. And she looks like a real monster. It's very disturbing. I was working for that, in that concept with the production design and also with the effects makeup artists. Uh, they are Americans. They are Ian, Lassan, Ian, um, Ian Cromer and Lassander Washington, they, they have experience in amazing projects. For example, they work, uh, well, Lassander worked in the Suicide Squad and also in the Lord of the Rings uh, TV show. And, and I'm very happy. And also by de developing other characters like, like the iconic representation of Catholic characters, but perverse in, into very disturbing demons. Uh, we have like a, like a demonic virgin and she has two different uh, colors for eyes like she her eyes are lost it's like she's looking at everything because one eye is looking to the right mm -hmm. one the other one to the left and they move in different uh, positions and one of them is is uh, blue and the other one is orange <laughs> i think that was nice because it's, it looks like kind of beautiful yeah kind of funny but it's also very uh, terrifying and of horror absolutely and the special effects were really great i don't know what the budget was on the film but did you find it difficult to stay within the budget but yet present such beautiful special effects it was it was so hard because we made the movie with just 1.3 million some Which people is, that, it's not bad yeah yeah it's, it's not bad but when you i mean with that budget in the United States, I will have just uh, shoot the, the half of the days I had in, in, in Mexico. Yeah. In Mexico, shot for seven weeks. In the U.S., maybe you will have 20 days. Mm -hmm. Maybe you won't have enough chance to develop all of these special effects in the, in the same amount of, of effects. So basically, I try to, to, to make the most of them practically. Like when the jump is, the, the, the bed is jumping, and all the fog uh, that, that surrounds the, the characters, uh, uh, tons of uh, special effects. And then uh, I, we mix them with zombie effects that we work together with, uh, with an Argentinian company. We had like 200 uh, visual effects text, takes. Some of them are, are make them to, to, to elevate the genre, to create thunders on, this, on the sky, rain, and the diabolic eyes, demonic faces, 
uh, windows exploding, but other BFX are over there and you won't even tell they are. For example, we have like, this, this, this story set in a very isolated town in Mexico and, and in the place we shot, it was beautiful. It has a mountain, but all the houses were like very modern, beautiful mm -hmm. houses. We transformed them into, into like very dilapidated houses. And when you see them, you believe it's part of the location, but it's not. It's, it's part of a, of a BFX. It's not noticeable. Not no, I did not know that. Now, uh, another great thing is we have seen many movies before reference Legion of Demons. Like the one that comes to mind is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. In that, I don't know if you've seen the movie when she's in the barn and she's like, there's six of us. But you actually show, uh, this is not a spoiler, but the demon is able to uh, possess other people simultaneously and create an army of demons uh, that we see. Uh, very, very scary stuff. Uh, did you ever contemplate, you know, let's leave that out, let's leave that to the imagination, or you know what? It's been left to the imagination enough in other movies. Let people see what a legion of demons looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, even even Esperanza, when you see originally, the, 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 for the first time the movie, she's in, in, the, in her cell, and she has, like, a mark of five on, on the wall. And she say, we are five. Yeah. And she say, the children. But she's talking about the children who passed away because they were sick, but also about all the demons that were with her in the in the prison you know and basically it's not like Balban can possess several people at the same time because he has like some henchmen that possess other other inmates mm -hmm. but, but Balban's power yes it's very it's, it's very powerful to maybe go beyond uh, herself and terrifying Peter where he is by using the, the figure of the possessed Jesus and also like the, the demonic Virgin Mary also i found that very disturbing and terrifying in orino because i wanted like not to play always on the same horror language i wanted to change it that's, yeah. that's why then i include like some elements some zombie elements in in, in, a, in a part of, of the movie mm -hmm. and also like very demonic characters haunting the the, 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 the protagonist but also the the exorcisms you know and, and the different kind of exorcisms that the audience will find in this story absolutely uh the ending okay uh we're not giving anything away but it doesn't have a you know we get rid of the demon everybody's good happy ending you <laughs> definitely took a different twist on it did you play around when you were writing the script with different endings to this film or did you know right from the get-go how you wanted to finish to wrap it up no, I think this was the the first ending, and I love it so much that we preserve it until until the end. And, and I really like it, you know, because when people see it, they will find that this story is way beyond just. It's not only about the horror and the spectacle and all the, the emotional impacts that the genre brings. That they are amazing because I really love to to have entertainment and to to be totally moved. But also, it's, it's an story that, that talks about the divorce that sometimes exists between spirituality and religion. You know, mm -hmm. religion is controlled by men that can be can fall into corruption. Exactly. So, I don't want to give anything. No, away. no, 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 no. We're not giving anything away. Now, the movie is set to release uh, Friday, this next Friday. Yeah. 
to it says to theaters and of course video on demand uh do you know as far as the theaters go it's uh, i'm assuming it's going to be a limited release uh yeah. is it going to be like just new york los angeles do you know where it's being released to theaters i don't have the details yet but i think we'll be in 20 cities in the in the u.s not bad not bad and not for, bad. it's a limited it's a limited one but it, they, it's gonna be good you know and and also i i want people to watch it on the big screen because the experience the cinematic experience without with that sound design, with the visual effects, and watching the the movie with other people screaming or laughing with you is priceless. So it I, I want people to, to do it. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about uh, Joseph Marcel, who plays yeah. Father Michael. Now, a lot of people, if you go way back, know him as Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince yeah. of Bel-Air. Yeah. I was really happy to see him back on the screen again. Uh, how did Joseph come about to be in the cast? You know, like the, the, the character of Father my, uh, Michael Lewis was even inspired of one of my agents. Uh, his name is Michael Lewis. He has a very particular sense of humor that I put for, for this character. And, and basically, he was a friend of Joseph Marcel. So he recommended me. Uh, we, were, we were in talkings with Eric Roberts, but we didn't find a way to, to make the schedule to work for, for, both, for both of us. So we brought Joseph Marcel, and he was great not only because he's amazing with comedy and humor, as we already know. Oh yeah. Also because he, he has a huge experience in on the on the uh, theater plays, you know, like he has a, a theater play company in London, and he has performed basically like all the the Shakespeare characters. He he has a very powerful spirit and a very powerful character and. He's he's a he's more than seventy years old. Yeah, I mean like, but really? he has, yeah, he doesn't yeah. look it. Don't look it, and, oh. but he has a great energy, and I I was very happy with with the, the fresh the freshness that he brought to the story, and also the the power the power and the comic. So so yeah, it's a very special element that also brings some kind of inclusion or variety of. of I feel like the film is like a multicultural movie, you yeah. know? He's not your typical priest, okay? In fact, he does everything <laughs> against of what you think a priest would do. Yeah. And he's an exorcist specialist. That's his specialty. And this is yeah. in the trailer, so this is not a spoiler, where Father Peter asks Father Michael, how am I going to do this? And he's like, don't like pray to God, but be God yeah, when you're performing this exorcism, which yeah. is really, it's great. It's, 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 it's a great line. Alejandro, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, this movie, I have no doubt, is going to have a huge, successful run in the United States, wow. worldwide. You did a great job. I look forward to seeing more movies coming your way. So is the next movie you're working on is the uh, the American remake? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm also attaching a couple of projects. One of them is called Godpool. It's a kind of adventure horror that will take place in a, in a very unique and beautiful place on Earth that is called Tayo's Cape in Ecuador. I'm very excited about that project too and developing several stories at, at the same time. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you to our audience for tuning in. Again, the movie is called The Exorcism of God. It's available on your video on demand platform of choice. 
uh, Friday, March 11th, and in 20 different cities in select theaters around the country. Alejandro, thank you so much. Any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Yeah, uh, the film is going to also to be available digitally and in all the video on demand platforms. So watch it on the screen, on the big screen, or if you can, just enjoy this the story at home. It's a very powerful story. I hope you like it. And, and yeah, uh, I, I hope you, you enjoy it. Absolutely. I, I, my biggest, I'm a horror fan, people know that, but my favorite subgenre is the paranormal, you know, demonic. Uh, ghost and whatnot and uh, I'm really selective and this movie is really well done the story is amazing there uh, the editing is great the special effects are scary there's a lot of plot twists that we can't get into as the movie unfolds and people learn more and more so there's it's just pure entertainment straight through so guys Definitely check it out. It's a must-watch recommendation. Again, thank you to Alejandro. Thank you to our audience. On behalf of Alejandro Hidalgo and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.